Hi, and Merry Christmas. This is What a Weird Week for December 24th, 2020. Hi, everybody, it's weird. This is like crazy being here. Like really weird, weird tales. Well, I got a great show for you today with some wonderful weird stuff. Welcome back to What a Weird Week, the podcast that's usually a top 10 list of the weirdest news stories of the week. This is our Christmas special, though, uh, releasing on Christmas Eve. This is some of what we did on the radio program for our Night Before Christmas Holiday Spectacular. First, let's get the sponsor out of the way. Are you on the naughty list? Do you think you're going to get a lump of coal in your sock this year? Hello, I am Noel the Hammer Kringle, and I specialize in getting names off of the naughty list. Let me plead your case with Santa Claus. I have been changing Santa's mind about naughty kids since 1989, and I can change his mind about you too. Fact. Naughty kids are not gonna get a PlayStation 5. Naughty kids get a rotten potato. If you've ever put gum in your sister's hair, made a friend or colleague eat a bug, spilled ink on mommy's rug, hacked into a federal government computer system, or other, I can plead that down from naughty to spirited or maybe even nice. Call 1-555-HO-HO-OH-NO. Call today. What are you waiting for? Christmas? Twas the night before Christmas, when all through the house, not a creature was stirring, not even a mouse. The stockings were hung by the chimney with care, in hopes that St. Nicholas soon would be there. Very nice. I feel classy just reading it. You got the easiest part. Everybody knows the first four lines. Yeah, I'm done. I got my. That's why I have my hands behind my head and my feet on the counter. <laughs> I don't know why the mice are being quiet. They're not even stirring. Not even the mice are stirring. You're hoping that Saint Nicholas would bring them stuff too. Is that? To- They're on their best behavior. Okay. Yeah. And now here's Tony with a list of things that mice want for Christmas. Oh my gosh. Well, first things first, cheese. Oh, <laughs> clock is ticking. Uh, yes. Tougher cat laws. Yes. Um, uh, just like a seat at the table, you know, like we live here too. Put the broom away, Mrs. Jones, and let's negotiate a truce. <laughs> the children were all nestled snug in their beds while visions of sugar plums danced in their heads. And Mama in her kerchief and I in my cap had just settled down for a long winter's nap. Sugar plums and caps? It's yes. a drink he's talking about. Is that right? Um, There is... I looked it up. The night cap, the cap you wear at night uh-huh. in the olden days, and having a night cap okay. are somehow closely related. So perhaps hmm. that is a nod to uh, one of your favorite pre-bedtime uh, rituals. <laughs> Having some booze. I do like that, and I do have a lot of hats. Tony has a hat collection. How many hats do you have? Over 47,000. <laughs> when out on the lawn, there arose such a clatter. I sprang from the bed to see what was the matter. Away to the window, I flew like a flash, tore open the shutters, and threw up the sash. <laughs> I'm sorry, I love that line. Really getting into it. And the threw up the sash part I was anticipating because we worked we carefully crafted a dad joke okay lay it on us what happened when the cat ate the beauty queen's decorative shoulder ribbon what it threw up the sash (laughs) unbelievable funny 
and believable. <laughs> I had to look up what a sash was, and then I made a note. It's a part of the window frame, right? I did. We still have them. Yeah. That is, uh, this poem is like from a long, long time ago. I, I grew up thinking it was some sort of cloth or some part of the window curtain or something like that. But uh, But then later on. Once I started fixing things, <laughs> many, many things. Once you buy a home and you start fixing many, many things, you learn names for things. The moon on the breast of the new fallen snow gave the luster of midday to objects below. When what to my wandering eyes should appear but a miniature sleigh and eight tiny reindeer with a little old driver so lively and quick I knew in a moment it must be St. Nick. More rapid than eagles, his courses they came. And he whistled and shouted and called them by name. Okay, okay. We'll stop there yes. because... Before we get to the reindeer names, um, there are some pretty stunning statements made in that part of the night before Christmas. <laughs> like true. the fact that the reindeer are faster than eagles. How fast? Oh, you're my eagles yeah. guy. You're my bird guy in 2020. <laughs> How fast are eagles? I mean, if we're talking a bald eagle, 160... A golden eagle, 320 kilometers an hour. Faster than a Porsche. Faster than a military helicopter. Faster than a tornado. And you're leaving carrots for those reindeer. Man, they are working it, eh? What, uh, give me an idea. Something else to leave for reindeer that might help them. Perhaps a Red Bull mm. would be... Just give you wings. <laughs> now Dasher. Now Dancer. Now Prancer and Vixen, on Comet, on Cupid, on Donner and Blitzen. <laughs> to the top of the porch, to the top of the wall. Now dash away, dash away, dash away all. Holy cow. It's over the top. I no, mean, it's a I mean, soapy. that is fantastic. Like, You've done a lot more acting than me. I'm just trying. I feel like you're stealing the show. <laughs> oh, man. Boy. <laughs> on a daily basis. So oh, sorry. You get... <laughs> You get all the uh, the reindeer names there, the eight famous ones, and then there's Rudolph. Oh, yeah, right? for sure. Absolutely. Uh, any other reindeer that deserve a tip of the cap? Uh, Sebastian in logistics. Ooh, tell me about Sebastian the reindeer. Uh, well, I mean, without the logistics team, where do the presents going to end up? Where I mean, they could yeah. get anywhere. So their job Ooh. is vital to the holiday season, that Scotty. That is true. A lot, of, a lot of tracking. A lot of tracking numbers, I imagine. Yeah. As dry leaves before the wild hurricane fly, when they meet with an obstacle, mount to the sky. So up to the housetop, the coursers, they flew with a sleigh full of toys and St. Nicholas too. I feel like we're trying to top each other now. That's fine. It'll just get more and more dramatic <laughs> as we move along through our dramatic reading of Toys the Night Before Christmas. It's right there in the name, Scott. The uh, sleigh full of toys. I got curious what toys would be. This poem written, uh, this eyewitness account was 1823. So there's no PS5s falling out of that thing. No. What's, uh, what's in there? Dolls and balls. Okay. Always, uh, always a go-to. Yeah. And then they have, remember a few years ago when those kendamas, those, uh, you catch the ball on the stick yeah. or whatever. Uh, there, something like that. It has a fancy name, but that was actually a toy way back when this poem was first written. Everything old is new again. I guess. Did you ever whittle one of those, by the way? Because Tony's quite handy with the woodworking. You never... Everything I whittled turned into uh, some sort of uh, poking stick for my fire. <laughs> a dagger. <laughs> a dagger. <laughs> 
And then, in a twinkling, I heard on the roof the prancing and pawing of each little hoof. As I drew in my head and was turning around, down the chimney, St. Nicholas came with a bound. So the sled's up on the roof. St. Nick comes down the chimney. Mm -hmm. How is the sled? I mean, these are pitched roofs back in the 1800s. These are... This is not... Yeah, we're thinking like if you picture in your head a Victorian home with uh, some sort of uh, uh, pillar or a turret or something yeah. like that. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to stay up there. How are they staying up there, the reindeer and the sleigh? Oh, grappling hooks. Grappling hooks? Just uh, some sort of... Uh, uh, these reindeer come with some sort of ninja bundle. That's uh, that's that's wow. what they've got. I mean, also, it could be a situation where the reindeer have some sort of specific footwear for their journey on Christmas night. Some sort of turf shoe. Yeah. Oh yeah. Coated with super stickum. I I think that's reasonable. What is it again? Eighteen twenty three. Yes. Absolutely. <laughs> Okay, I'm a little nervous about this one. Okay. I did a lot of research. I don't want to... Okay. He was dressed all in fur from his head to his foot, and his clothes were all tarnished with ashes and soot. A bundle of toys he had flung on his back, and he looked like a peddler just opening his pack. What did, is... uh? did a deep dive on peddlers. Yeah, what is... Tell me uh, uh, what exactly... What is a peddler? Traveling salesman of today owe, owe a debt of gratitude... To the original traveling salesman, peddlers. There's also lots of monging. Monging? <laughs> mongering? <laughs> Cheesemonger. That was a peddler who had a sack full of cheese. There's also the ironmonger, which you're literally carrying around uh, heavy iron in your sack, selling uh, iron goods. Oh, man. So you're getting home. It's 1823. You're getting home with a very sore back. What do you do for that? Right? I assume leeches. It's probably <laughs> going to need the leeches, Margaret. It was a hard day. Oh, oh, dear. His eyes, how they twinkled. His dimples, how merry. His cheeks were like roses. His nose like a cherry. His droll little mouth was drawn up like a bow. And the beard of his chin was as white as the snow. The stump of a pipe he held tight in his teeth. And the smoke it encircled his head like a wreath. He had a broad face and a little round belly that shook when he laughed like a bowl full of jelly. So this is one of the first eyewitness, basically Clement C. Moore, giving a statement to the police. So we wondered what that would sound like. You want to do a real history minute? And now we present Scotty and Tony's Real History Minute. We take you to police headquarters where author Clement C. Moore speaks to the police. Uh, okay, Mr. Moore, thanks for coming in. Uh, I'm Officer Jones. I'll be taking your statement, and our sketch artist here will be drawing the suspect. Can you describe the man you say was in your house? Uh, twinkly eyes? Cherry nose? Rosy cheeks? Ooh, he's quite a hefty fellow, too. Okay, uh, you got that, Bob? Okay, uh, did he have any scars, uh, distinguishing marks? Well, he had what I like to call a bow mouth. Also, you need to make the face broader. No, broader. No, like really broad. Okay. Uh, <laughs> just a couple more questions. Uh, can you give us a list of things the intruder stole? <laughs> no, he gave us stuff. We had more stuff after he left. He did eat a cookie, though. <laughs> Scene. <laughs> he was chubby and plump, a right jolly old elf, and I laughed when I saw him in spite of myself. A wink of his eye and a twist of his head soon gave me to know I had nothing to dread. Things so, we learn from this part of the poem 
Twas the night before Christmas. And he's jolly, right? I mean, it's right there. He's a jolly old elf. Yeah, and funny enough to make you laugh in spite of yourself. <laughs> See, you don't want to laugh, but you laugh. You do anyway. You have a nice drink of cider and then mm -hmm. makes you spit that cider out. Uh, Santa is non-threatening. That is also important. Yeah, that's true. Nothing to dread. And uh, the winking, too, I guess. is Some sort of winking champion. He spoke not a word, but went straight to his work and filled all the stockings, then turned with a jerk and laying his finger aside of his nose and giving a nod. Up the chimney he rose. So it seems like he has a good work ethic. Comes he, in, gets right down to business. No chit-chat or anything. Just right in there. He's my polar opposite. <laughs> I do like a good talk <laughs> session before, after, and during anything I'm doing. The one thing that always troubles me, try to guess, the, there's one thing about this stanza that I'm always like, what does that even mean? The finger beside the nose business. Yeah. What is that? I don't know, but I do it. As soon as I hear that yeah. part of the poem, I'm like, I do that. Really? I will. I will. It's almost like it's a way of telling someone you have a secret. I don't. And I don't know where I got it from. And I can only assume it was this. I'd like you. I feel like you won the battle. If this were some sort of rap battle, but it was oh. "Twas the Night Before Christmas." Oh my! I'd like you to take it home. All right. Stand back. He sprang to his sleigh. To his team, gave a whistle. And away they all flew like the down of a thistle. But I heard him exclaim ere he drove out of sight. Happy Christmas to all and to all a good night. Wow. Well, that's why you wanted me to do it. Well, because done. I'm a yeller. <laughs> it's the only part of the poem that is all caps. So that tells me Tony needs to. All right. Give your final thoughts. Final thoughts time on the poem and our dramatic reading of Twas the Night Before Christmas. I don't think we did the poem a disservice. Uh, mostly. And uh, that uh, for that, I am grateful. There was no Christmas injustice this year. So, I guess that's it. Uh, we like Santa and Ooh. all the best, all the best of the season to you and yours. Merry Christmas. <laughs>